Hola, boys. Greeting from beautiful, sunny Barcelona, España. Come to you here on July 20th in the year of our Dio, 2022. Officially one week into the trip now. One week at least into the European portion of our trip. I've been out of Denver for almost four now. But yeah, this is where it sort of begins, I guess, the first stage before I actually, you know, like get out of Europe, because this is mostly retrod territory. But uh, even still, I'm afraid to report a few casualties. We have lost about half my underwear, about half my socks, the denim shirt, my sweater, and sadly... I have to report uh, the the Roper boots. The Roper boots are no longer in my possession. All of this was a active decision on my part, though, because it is extremely, extremely, extremely hot here. And after doing a little bit of reconnaissance, um, it does not get any cooler basically for the rest of the trip until I get to Japan at the end. So it, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. I don't know if it's made it over there on um, uh, Norte Americano, but uh, it's pretty hot over here. It's pretty, pretty hot. I was in Sevilla uh, about two days ago, and it was 107 degrees. Um, then I was in Granada, and it was 104. And now I'm in Barcelona, and it's only 92 so it's uh, we're we're improving, but you know the next few stops that I've got in France and Switzerland, except for San Moritz is a little bit uh, cool. Same with Zermatt. I'm gonna go look at the Matterhorn, but uh, yeah, I was um, I've been wearing pretty much the same outfit every day. My uh, Aloha shirt, my uh, black skinny raw denim jeans. They're slim, not skinny. They're slim, not skinny. Um, 990s running socks and some compression shorts we're we're beyond underwear now this is uh where we're going we don't need underwear we need compression shorts we need nylon we need a house um i brought two pairs of those and i ended up at a spanish sporting goods store in sevilla called deportamania um, where I had to, in very broken Spanish, ask the clerk there for some pantalones compresivos, um, which after, you know, a little bit of back and forth, I'm pretty sure he sold me some women's ones because they do not have that much room up front. But they're quite nice. They're um, Hecho en España, and they're this brand called, like, Hangar or something. And I got some more running socks. So... We're, we're going minimal. I think I'm going to be shedding more than I'm picking up on this trip. So yeah, I just went to a uh, mailboxes, et cetera here, which is like a UPS point. And, uh, yeah, for an amount of euros, I will not disclose since all of the warm weather things that I had back. And if it gets cold, I can, I can find things. It's not worth blowing my shoulder out again, but I've been having a great time, um, eating lots of wonderful food. Um, seeing a lot of beautiful things, sweating through a lot of beautiful shirts. I actually just one shirt that I wash in the sink uh, every other day. I will give you a report on that. And taking a lot of beautiful trains. My God, do our trains in the United States suck. They really, 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 really suck. These ones, uh, it's, it's not even a contest. And I'm excited to see where they go. 
So anyways, I hope you both are doing well and you have this uh, permission for me to gloat about the Roper boots. I'm probably going to give up the Birkenstocks next and maybe get some like cheap Havaianas or something. Um, but yeah, otherwise pretty good. 990s. Love them. Love them. You were right on the money. All right. Enjoy. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right, and you're we're back. You're listening to Blowout. I'm out. You're back. <laughs> you're back. We're back. I'm Albert. He's Reed. What's up, guys? It's early for me. Yeah, we got it. We got Albert up before before 10 a.m. his time. I mean, I'm always up, but I'm just not usually like you know saying saying things out loud to people at that time. <laughs> I'm just thinking my thoughts and having my coffee. Well. Reed, I feel like we have so much to talk about REJ crew. I think we could probably do a long, a long chunk just on that alone, right? There's so much there. Yeah, I mean the carnival ended. The feast. So what else do <laughs> so, we have you know, to talk about? It's just like my <laughs> my entire personality has had to has also came to an end. I, I really adopted it for like two <laughs> weeks, turned into the entire fucking thing. Adopted by the carnival. Yeah, I was just like obsessed with 65-year-old men who still went by like Mikey, you know, <laughs> Joey. It's like Joey's using a fucking walker, man. Like how is how do we still have Tommy over there? Do you feel like it's left in like a, an impression on yours, you know, on you for forever? Do you think you'll carry this carny energy the rest of the summer? I mean, I'm forever changed. I don't know. I don't know if it's for the better or for the worse yet, but. Uh, do you think you changed them? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know I existed. They were angry at me whenever they did know I existed, but but they changed me and they can take that to the bank. So, Wow. If you're out there working at a carnival, we salute you. You're the country's real heroes. Which showmen. And don't forget it. Right, You showmen are. Yeah, it's the showmen. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if that's, that's just something I read online. I don't know if that's <laughs> real or not. If that's the, uh, the consensus term. We have a lot of thoughts about the new J Crew lookbook. I think I know Reed does. And um why don't we get into it, Reed? Do you wanna do you wanna start us off with what you thought? Or maybe some background too for people who don't know? Yeah, so uh Brendan Babenzian, formerly of Supreme Creative Director Fame and most recently of Noah Fame, um has taken over the men's side of the brand. He's the men's creative director, which is always like a confusing title for me. Um, in a lot of ways, J crew has sort of like a long lineage of fairly prominent creative directors for whatever it's worth. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I know Mickey was doing his thing, Mickey Drexler for a while, but then like uh, Todd Snyder took over for a number of years, Frank Moynton's um, Jenna Lyon was running the other side. And now after a bankruptcy filing and like a complete company restructuring uh, financially, Brendan Mabenzian has taken over um, with a clear uh, desire, I guess, to bring it back to like the 80s, late 80s, early 90s catalog roots, at least like genetically, if not a one to one copy. Is that a fair mm -hmm. is that a fair breakdown of where we stand? It sure looks like that's what's going on. 
I mean, I think my first thoughts, uh, Matt overrated. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I very much enjoyed a lot of this stuff. Um, I think especially for, for like, you know, our crew, I think there's a lot of, um, it's not J crew. It's our crew. Yeah. Our crew. (laughs) No, I think for, for like the folks that, you know, frequent heddles, I think that there's definitely sort of a return to maybe something that that might resemble things they would wear, if not actually things they would wear. Um, I mean, I would say mm-hmm. let J crew into your heart. It's very well priced and they got a lot of mm-hmm. sales, but, uh, and especially mm-hmm. like if you're trying to figure out a new silhouette in your life or like, you're like, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. I want to switch some things up. Um, yeah. He went back to like, you know, hardy ass fabrics and, um, bigger silhouettes and less like painted on, four eight fourteen i'm sure they're still gonna have the four eight four if you rock those things bless you i think they even went to like a 270 like something even slimmer than the four eight four which is nuts because those things felt like lululemons in retrospect but um i know there's multiple leggings of luke people are like there's lululemons that are baggy it's for sure no it felt like the tight ones um (laughs) and yeah it just it felt like it felt inherently j crew but it also felt like shit i would currently want to wear I like looking at the lookbook, I, but I also like just looking at the new arrivals in the J. Crew men's section for like the first time and I don't know how long, you know, like s- sprinkled in with the stuff from the lookbook. There's just like, yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff. I think there's kind of maybe a little bit of a frustration that I've experienced where it's like, okay, so we're coming back to this 90s look that J. Crew was kind of famous for. And could have, I think, sold well this whole time if they had stuck to their guns. But instead, we had this like 20 year period of I know that they're, they were really hitting, especially when you worked there with like the Ludlow suit era and all that. But it's just weird. It's like we're, we're, we're all the way back around. And what was it all for? You know, I remember CJ Hendry, who's an artist. She does like hyper realistic pencil drawings primarily, but does like pretty massive exhibitions around those when she presents them like folks out there probably are familiar with like her copyright infringement series where she did the Andy Warhol Polaroids but she drew them like true to life whatever um mm-hmm. i remember she got uh profiled in the new york times and then there was this like huge debate over whether she was a real artist in the art community and she just sort mm-hmm. of like responded on twitter being like motherfuckers i was profiled in the new york times i think the debate's been settled and <laughs> and i think that there's been this like weird tendency with j crew where like everyone's like is it relevant again like does it matter and i feel like the fact that like you're talking about like everyone has to have a take because i feel like the takes have been across the board like every single publication has written about it like gq style staff was photographed in it um i think it sort of like argue like i think it sort of puts that debate to rest where it's like j crew was always relevant and there was a hole in the market for like mid-priced well thought out like fuck well made like we can debate like i'm pretty like i don't think j crew was ever not well made like they that stuff i Mm -hmm. still have stuff from when i before i worked there from like college era that's still kicking around that's Mm -hmm. still like just as good as ever so i think that's kind of like a silly a silly thing but like a relevant and thought like well thought out j crew was sort of i i feel like yeah like the debate is settled we missed it you know like as a collective and there was mm-hmm. definitely a hole that needed to be filled. Like whether this iteration of J crew fills that hole, I think is like very much to be determined. 
Um, I mm-hmm. thought like you, like the lookbook, the lookbook was like interesting in the sense that I, it looks very different than the most recent like iterations of J crew and a lot like the old mm-hmm. ones, but um, the laydowns, yeah, were, were more intriguing to me, but yeah, I thought that there was, mm-hmm. there was sort of this like feeding the cycle debate on like, you know, like is J crew the brand we need? It's like, yeah, man, everyone's writing about it. Like clearly this is one of the mm-hmm. things that we've been missing in our lives is like a relevant mall brand that's as accessible in Iowa as it is in New York city. It's this weird feeling where it's like, okay, once something becomes accessible, it can't be cool. And I think maybe that's from, you know, coming of age in like the hype sneaker era and this kind of like these like mini brand era and this very like frac fractious, you know, internet style scene and people aren't used to the idea of having like this much general release sort of of quality available to them. Right. Like having like a whole re- mall retailer have like a competent selection has just not been something that we've really seen in a while. So I don't know. I mean, cause it appeals to me if it's like kind of nostalgia that I feel for like, I'm, you know, an era that I wasn't really around for when you, yeah, you could go walk into a big store and there would be good stuff you'd actually want to wear. And you could just like put together a, a, an outfit that was cool and solid. So yeah, you could, you could like full on like Richard Gere, Julia Roberts yourself, like pretty woman, the shit out of yourself <laughs> in, in a mall at one point, like there, that really was an, an option with like what you're speaking to. I've noticed like a lot of younger like Gen Z people on Twitter going like nuts over some nineties movies that are just fine. Like they're just like very okay. They're just like rediscovering this catalog of like mid budget, like still Hollywood, not even necessarily indie movies, like fucking just like normal ass movies. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like uh, their desire for just a well-made film that isn't a horror movie or a Marvel film. They're like, Oh my God, this shit exists. And it's like, yeah, that's used to all be all that existed. And I think that like, you know, if that, is the case with J crew. I think it's kind of similar where in the sense it's just been like H and M and Zara for years now dominating like these like skinny pants with pre-distressed awful denim and like that type of stuff where it's just, if someone can come through in the same structure as all those places, I do think it's going to ultimately make some waves. And it's like, you never wore J crew to distinguish yourself from the masses. Like that wasn't, the actual point of J crew, like you could style it in a way that was different than others. But like, Mm -hmm. even at its peak, there was that Instagram account that was like, I think it was like called that J crew gingham shirt. That was just like 10 posts a day of multiple dudes in the same frame, wearing the same fucking shirt. That was 6950 at J crew, but always on sale. It was like one of the giveaways when you started there, they give you the shirt. They're like, here, take it. But, um, yeah. So I think that like, you know, now that they are allowing you to style it in some interesting ways, like it's cool. You, it's like full disclosure, you or disclaimer, I guess you will be seeing if you buy the giant fit chinos, you will run into someone wearing the same fucking pants as you, but it's just like yeah. wear them better if you care. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that, that, that comparison to film is really apt. And I think uh, yeah, I think, you know, maybe maybe that like that weird feeling I have of the, you know, the timetable turning is what's really happening with J. Crew because 
I think for a while, yeah, we've had an, I mean, like there was that big Seinfeld boom, like, you know, is it a year, two years ago now? I don't know when that was just in the pandemic where I feel like people were having this like nostalgia for when their parents were kind of there, you know, when they were the age that they're, you know what I mean? When their parents were in their twenties, thirties and just like having all access to like stores that were full of cool, good stuff. And yeah, it's like people have dressed in ways that made them stand out for decades, you know, since time immemorial. And a lot of that time frame, there were like things like department stores and like people would own the same shit. And also, I think that J. Crew kind of Ivy outdoor East Coast stuff all looks better when it's been worn in, right? Like when it's been kind of lived in and, and you know, Blackbird Spy Plane, I don't know if you read that. But um, it's great. Do you read? Yeah, there was that. He wrote that thing about like there were some like Yeezys that he liked, and he was like, "How do I not feel cringe wearing the same sneakers that other people wear?" And he was just like, "You just gotta beat them up and like live in them authentically, and just make them yours." Which I feel like that is the beauty of Chucks, especially we're talking about like the most general release, general release ever. It's like I feel like when we were when I was in high school, like it was like it was kind of an unspoken uh cool factor like whoever had the dirtiest nastiest chuck taylors is the coolest kid in the room i won't i won't uh, name him on pod but one of my buddies who i probably have named in the past used to spray when he would get his vans uh eras like his new pair of white ones he would literally hit him with cornstarch day one like the spray on his way out the door just so they would gather dust immediately because he was like i fucking hate a pair of crispy white they suck like they're gonna get dirty i just want to expedite the fucking process and it was like the soot of oakland and san francisco would ultimately like take care of that for him in a single day but i would always laugh because i'd like look at him and be like oh those are the new ones because they still have a soul but like yeah i mean some of those things are great i i definitely do think and i agree with you because it's like it isn't the centerpiece of the like it's it it is a it's a single instrument in like the rest of the symphony right instead of being like the lead singer or the lead guitarist or whatever the fuck that like shoes have sort of turned into where like everything had to sort of be a statement and like disappear around mm-hmm. it which is mm-hmm. how you sort of get those like groups of kids who have the same fitting denim and the same exact size t-shirt mm-hmm. with just like slightly different messages on them all with different like loud ass hyped sneakers being called like fashion clicks where it's just like every single one of you guys looks it's like this is like the salmon short photo but for for streetwear you know like yeah like my dad's an attorney photo like meme for streetwear though and Mm -hmm. and so i do think that this like you know hopefully like you know or not hopefully but if depending on who you are but like maybe this is you know if it can catch on it'll start going back into the like the not what you wear but how you wear it era which i do Mm -hmm. think that we're like forcing ourselves into by the way in a lot of ways because of the content machine that you're like you're definitely trying to you know navigate navigating well but the fact that like repetition is really hard if you're repeating like these flashy ass pieces and it's Mm -hmm. also economically and environmentally unsustainable to keep just buying enough shit to make your feed always oh yeah always pop you know so it's like and even if you don't have as many followers as you might like there are still folks with like you know a few hundred followers doing outfit of the day things that aren't trying not to repeat but if you got a couple pair of anonymous 
not anonymousism, but just like sort of anonymous bottoms, right? Like an anonymous pair of chinos, an anonymous pair of like washed out denim. Those just blend into the background. You can style them with fucking anything. When I first saw the J. Cruz stuff, I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But then like the more I look at it, the more I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of stoked. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think, and by the way, like I think like quality means different things to different people, right? Like I don't think that like, I think quality is one of those like subjectively objective metrics where like folks like to pretend like there is like a baseline standard for what high quality means. But like in regards to like structural integrity, yes, like there is a universal standard, but that's not always what people are talking about with like quality, right? Like sometimes people are Mm -hmm. talking about some, like something completely different. Like sometimes they're talking about performance. Sometimes they're talking about materials. Sometimes they're talking about design. Like if you can get all those things wrapped together, amazing, you know, like, but usually like when folks are referring to it or like referring to something as like quote unquote high quality, you know, it's like, it's their definition of what that, of what that means, you know? And it's also like Mm -hmm. at scale, it is easier to do these things for that price. It is easier Mm -hmm. to corner a factory the same way it's easier to corner a fabric supply. You know, like it's, if you're willing to buy, it always has been like, if you're willing to buy at a wholesale, at a wholesale quantity, then the price should theoretically go down because you're guaranteeing sales. It's like a two in the hand worth one in the, or two in the bush worth two in the hand worth one in the hand worth two in the bush. There we go. Fuck. (laughs) But it's, it's always been, it's always been that way. It's, you know, like occasionally at union made, that was why we would have to get like, when you'd see quote unquote exclusives, it wasn't because we designed it it was because we just bought the inventory you know it was Mm -hmm. cheaper to go with the whole hundred percent of it than to try to buy like what we wanted which would have been like 70 percent of it or like the fuck ever it happened to be and so yeah i mean i would always get a little bit confused when people would be like you know like j cruise made in china as if the chinese garment manufacturing industry didn't have five full generations of like you know, sort of improvement experience. Yeah. And experience Mm -hmm. that we didn't have in a lot of other places. Like essentially Portugal is one of the only like countries in the EU that never really lost its, you know, large scale production. And they started out as a really low quality uh, option in the eighties and nineties anyway. And it was just because the prices stayed down that they ultimately got to improve their factories. But I think just sort of like the fact that something is made in China doesn't mean anything like Visfim makes really high quality shoes in China. They moved production over there because the quality was higher than the Japanese factories they were using. And I think like, you know, at that price point, you could make them the fuck ever. You could make them on the moon, you know, like, and he chose it for a reason. Yeah. And, and like the, the landscape has changed, right? I think that kind of derisive made in China stuff is, 20 years old now like that was like when we were kids people were, or we were growing up people were saying that shit and you know china has i mean like as we've seen like fast fashion has had to move out of china because china is too expensive for their production so like but yeah it's like it's really hard to like judge a whole we, we said this a zillion times on this podcast it's like and on heddles just like you can't really judge a, you know, manufacturing by simply the country of origin and we know that there are sweatshops in america and also it's like the the paradigm has shifted like there's no there's not really made in usa in any meaningful 
large scale way anymore. Of course, there are little pockets here and there, but it's changed. I guess that being said, Reed, if you were going to buy some stuff from this J from J Crew like today, what would you get? The chinos. The chinos. The chinos. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the chinos are great. Um, I like the. Uh, so I like a couple of the knits, not the ones with the graphics on it, but you know, talk to me in a few weeks. Who knows? Um, but I liked. There's just like a couple like chunkier knits. There was one that a girl was wearing that I liked more than like anything the guys were wearing. This like horizontal red or blue and white stripe thing. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely in my knit knit phase still can't stop. Won't yeah, stop. Clearly. <laughs> um, truly absurd. What I've done during sales season. I'm not a fan of that fucking suede Argyle vest the way everyone else is like that McLovin ass vest. It's kind of cool in theory. It's like a suede tobacco suede vest with an argyle print on the front um it is going to be getting a lot of attention for good reason like they clearly invested in it which is tight but um i'm just not a fan of it personally like it's like it's like weird 70 shit but uh no i mean i think the sweaters are great i think the pants have like widened out in a really nice way um i already bought a pair of the jeans over the summer on on sale um the ones that are in here like the classic fit or whatever they're great they're so fucking soft Mm -hmm. they're awesome um and i don't care about them they're not i'm not like all bummed (laughs) if i go to the bar and someone spills on me like my or slows you know um i'm like god damn it um and yeah i mean i think that i think ultimately like this is now i don't know if there's like any specific pieces but like in the same way where like I've had the same fucking white button down for seven years. Cause I haven't really thought about replacing it. Cause I'm the same size and it's a good shirt mm-hmm. kind of deal. But like the collar is shot. It's gross. Like it's not a good shirt. Like I feel like, you know, once these cuts adjust a little bit, like I will consider J crew, like a very viable search option when I'm yeah. on the hunt for just something interchangeable, which I think is a really important mm-hmm. thing. Like not everything in my closet needs to be fucking or slow or, are like you know yeah. it's like these things are like ultimately if they start losing their specialness too like if everything becomes a statement piece like sometimes you just mm-hmm. need to have a charcoal gray sweater that fits well that like you're not like yeah. oh yeah this this is like you know this is calm like it's like who no like just like at some point it is nice to have some anonymous stuff that that you're good mm-hmm. with that you really do love but you don't love it for mm-hmm for necessarily like what it is, but it's like how it looks. And if you develop, develop an affinity for what it is, then even better. But it's like, if you actually get to wear something over and over again for a long period of time, usually it's not the precious things in your closet either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. There's that funny way where it's so, so often like the, the like, yeah, the, those kind of like, those purchases that you didn't think so much about those ones you weren't so freaked out about those end up sticking around with you often longer than, than anything else. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm optimistic about this, this new phase. And I think yeah, seeing it looks like the cool thing about that GQ thing was it, I, I just saw it now for the first time is that it looks like they're all having a lot of fun. <laughs> like they look, pretty stoked to like get to mess around with it and that's a good cosign too and this 
you know, this this brings us into our next topic, which we'll get up to after the break, which is how do we want our clothes presented to us? And with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. We live in a fast-paced world. Sometimes you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the new membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code Extra Blowout. Reed, are those the Whales Bonner ones? Ah, uh, yeah, they are the white ones. White Do you green. like them? Fucking love them. Uh, during the break, I was asking Reed if he if he liked sambas, and then it seems he does. Yeah, I mean they're my first pair, they're my first pair in quite some time. Yeah, I mean you were soccer boys supreme, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I played baseball. I mean I played a little bit of soccer. I wasn't as good. Uh, I was a goalie, and then oh. the goal got bigger, and I didn't. Um, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> tough, I got tough, that wrong. It was a tough break. I think David might have played soccer, but um, no, I don't. To be honest, I have no idea if I would have actually paid for these. But my buddy uh, flowed me oh, a pair, so oh. now I'm obsessed with them. No, but now I'm like, can I pay for a set? Like, I don't know if I would have done it from the jump, but I can say that I highly recommend these fucking shoes. The suede is incredible. The weird <laughs> the ass flow stripes. team. That- yeah, uh. yes. Yeah, not you're not the only one who gets free shit here, Albert. Uh, but I don't get free Adidas. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't- on. Com- I'm on kombucha flow team. I'm on sunscreen flow team, but I'm not on sneaker flow team. Hey man. Uh, yeah, that's, it's a good one to be on. I don't cash it in a lot, but on this one, I was like, please let me get these. But now speaking of, it's like, it has become a signifier the same way we were talking about earlier. We're like, a lot mm-hmm. of folks have these shoes. I got to get over that. I got to fucking just cook them mm-hmm. is the only mm-hmm. way to do it. Like you were saying, where it's just like, there's not, it used to be, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, are those the Kiko Asics? And it's like, maybe bad example, because no one bought the Kiko Asics, and now they're impossible to find. And if someone has them, you're just like, holy shit, are those the Kiko Asics? Um, but it went from being like a pretty big, like, oh, fuck, are those like, yeah, the Union 4s? To being like, I see a lot of those. Like, if I have a chance yeah. at getting them, a lot of other people do too, I guess. is mm-hmm. I no longer have the back doors that I used to. To get the mm-hmm. to get the cool cool like I can get just like the regular cool which by the way is really all I can handle because these are fucking great they're like my favorite pair of Adidas since the non Calabasas power phases. Um, mm, you love those. I still wear them and I think they have like a little hole in the bottom. I'm like trying to figure out how to fix that. I think I finally made peace with the fact that that sneaker silhouette is like the one that works best for me. Like I like the idea of the chunky shit, the New Balances, whatever. But that kind of slim to the ground works with everything, long pants, shorts, whatever. I think that's the most versatile. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good shoe. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, fuck, I forgot. This is it's the same thing we were discussing with the Air Force One, where it's just like there's a reason this thing has been kicking around for generations at this point, which like with Adidas mm-hmm. do not go into. Like terrifying mm-hmm. once you get into that history. But um <laughs> Mm, no, yeah. not not German. Yeah, not good. Not good. Mm-hmm. Uh very in, both of them, Adi and uh-huh. Rudolph, Rudy, Dossler, both of them uh card carrying members, but yeah, no. Um <laughs> But now they're hype, so it's cool. No, it's like I don't I don't I don't fucking know, man. You know, it's like it's really one of those things, it's like 
the, what are we doing here? I have no idea what we're doing here, but um, I do like these Sambas in particular. Cut that out. I want to be on Adidas flow team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe get rid of that or don't. Who cares? Well, speaking of a uh, good, good PR and marketing, <laughs> how do you want your brand sold to you, Reed? What's the best way? Yeah, I was like, is the medium the message with clothes too? Uh, I don't really know. Um, big Marshall McLuhan week in these parts. Um, I don't know. I, I've been sort of just thinking about it. Like what works marketing wise? Like, is it the glossy capital F fashion shit? Is it like the quote unquote real life models mm. that are then mm. placed in the glossed out settings, which has been like increasingly common? Is it just like regular real life? I'm on the sidewalk shit with like camera phone. Is it influencers like you're like our like our boy here, uh, you know, wearing the stuff well and showing you, you know, that they've co-signed it. Like what the fuck channel is working these days? Because I feel like the the old days of just like sticking someone famous in it and hoping they get famous or they, they get photographed or like flicked up, like when Ryan Reynolds rocked that office scene general suede coat that we couldn't keep on shelves. Like, I don't think really people doesn't seem like people care about that shit. Right. Anymore as much. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. just like, I'm wrong in that, but I've noticed like quite a bit of this, like high value photographer, low value model for lack of a better word. Cause I am one of those, I've been one of those people in these campaigns where it's like, you just get like a, a famous, like a good photographer to shoot a shitty model, but like people who are comfortable wearing the clothes, and that seems to be an effective route. We used to cater for this at Union Made constantly because we'd pay, be paying models a fortune and it looked like the clothes were just wearing the shit out of them. Like it was just yeah. like, it just looked like they got attacked by a pile of clothes where we were just trying it on all day. So it was like, we were comfortable with like, if you had gone across the staff, you could find someone who could pull off just about everything that we had in the store. And so that was like sort of being like, well, why don't we just show people how to do it, but make it nice and like, it wasn't revolutionary by any stretch of the imagination, but it was like the dove, mm -hmm. the dove campaign for clothes, I guess, for lack of a better hmm. descriptor. And it seems like that's the route that a lot of folks are going, but I'm curious what you think. I mean, I don't mind it. I think it's like, it's cool to see the editors of GQ, like we were talking about wearing, mm -hmm. wearing the J crew stuff. Cause mm -hmm. I think it, it both grounds it and elevates it, right? Like it elevates it in the sense that it's mm -hmm. now like a Condé Nast brand right there. Like it's like, I got the Condé Nast mm -hmm. cosign, the, the stamp, but it grounds it mm -hmm. in the sense that they don't look like they like, you know, have a family lineage at Princeton and they played lacrosse for 14 years. Like they don't, you know, they don't look mm -hmm. like the J crew model who is like, mm -hmm. you know, they're perfectly symmetrical human beings. It's hard to imagine mm -hmm. for me now, like, especially when we have so many counter examples, like back when the J crew catalogs were popping and like the Abercrombie, whatever, it's not like you had a lot of counter examples of regular ass people wearing clothes. Like you had Cunningham shooting the streets of New York, but he wanted to shoot interesting shit. And you had some like UK festival magazines and music magazines who would do like slice of life shots and like Rolling Stone would do like on the street shots and stuff like that on occasion. But it wasn't like you had a ton of glaring examples of how to wear of how to wear clothes. But now we have so many fucking examples, like whether it's like, just like straight up Depop feeds who, you know, mm -hmm. if you wear clothes, well, you can probably make a killing just selling those things on Depop, showing people how to do it. But you know, back when J crew catalogs were in their heyday, 
I think there was like always sort of this wishful fantasy that it's like, yes, if I buy this roll neck, then I will look like the man on the canoe. Um, and, you know, despite countless uh, efforts, I feel like none of us look like maybe you look like the man on the canoe. But um, yeah, so I'm curious. I was a you, man on a canoe. You were a man. <laughs> I, said I, wa- <laughs> I said I was. Um, where are you? Where are you? What, how do you want your clothes marketed to you? I think I really like feeling transported, you know, by a, a look. I still like a lookbook. And, you know, I think I really like when. I, so, so, like, you know, I think maybe not as extreme as the world building of like a double RL or a Rising Sun Jeans, rest in peace, or. You know, something like that where they're really trying to be like, you're in the 1930s and this is what people are like. But I do always find that like um, a really like holistic lookbook that's like that kind of, you know, I do like to be marketed an aspirational lifestyle. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I want to look like, you know, the, our proverbial man in the canoe. But, but, but something like, you know, it definitely like there is like a, oh, I think because you, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I have a feeling it's both of us that we're, every time we buy a new piece of clothing and we're like, you know, fantasizing about a new piece, we're like, this is the one that changes everything. You know, this is the one that like changes my lifestyle. Like, I'm going to feel good all the time. Oh, <laughs> every, every one of them for the most part is the Rosetta Stone. It's like once, yeah, right. like once this enters my closet, it is... It's over. Game, yeah, game on. Like, let's go. Like, every, it, it unlocks everything. And then you get it and you're like, it looks really good with these one pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. Now I have something to so, wear with the one pair of pants. And by my whole closet, I meant these one pair of pants, which I bought to look with something else and it didn't work. Yeah. So, like, I think that I still like, I still like to be marketed in that way where it feels like, you know, to get something to buy into a look, I'll also be buying into like a certain kind of lifestyle and a certain friend group. And like, but that being said, I, I don't really want to be marketed to by influencers because that's kind of my job right now. But I do think it's really effective. I just don't think brands have figured it out yet. Like good brands, you know, like I think that I think there's still this kind of like holier than thou attitude that a lot of fashion brands have about influencer marketing. And I get like a lot of people are corny, but like, I think what these brands don't understand is that if they are willing to pay for it, they're willing, like, these are like, you need to, you can work with these people. And I know it's like a big, like, there's a lot of unknowns there, but like, you know, you can work with the influencer in question and figure out what you want to do together and make it cool. But like, I just feel like, you know, the only brands that have really embraced influencer marketing are shitty brands that no one's going to want to buy anyway. And it's like this desperate last ditch effort. So like if good brands got on board and it's like, yeah, you might have to like spend more money than you're used to spending on a single person's single person wearing your stuff and you might have to give up some product. But I think it could be really effective. And I just feel like, you know, also like this kind of digital marketing stuff with TikTok and Instagram. Like there are all these like really annoying, like there are these really annoying conventions that don't make any sense. Like so often when I do a a brand deal, they want me to do three Instagram stories in a row about the product. 
who the fuck is going to watch three Instagram stories in a row that are all clearly sponsored? Like nobody, like it's like, they don't know how people use the platform and I don't know. So that's not my favorite way for things to work, but I think it's super effective, but it's very rare that a brand lets like the, the creator like cook. Um, it's usually pretty like, you know, formulaic and weird. Which, so, which essentially means that it's the old model um, going mm-hmm. back where it's like they don't let the agency or the photographer or whoever they hire cook. They're like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. ultimately runs through. It runs through the brand's filter. Um, so you you think that influencer marketing is ultimately going to be if they can figure it out, that's the that's the way. I mean, yeah, because like also just from like an f- economic standpoint, like you're paying one person more than probably you would have before, but then you're not paying for the camera. You're not renting the equipment. You're not renting the space. You're not, there's no stylist. It's just like one thing you're one and done. Um, I think it's going to be that way for commercials too. I mean, that was always the calculation. Not always. That was the recent calculation that was made by a lot of brands in lower Manhattan where like the billboards were close to like a million a year if you wanted the Mm -hmm. giant billboard on Houston, but you could also get yourself a giant Soho flagship location for like $800,000 that year, even if you sold (laughs) zero goods. And so it's just like straight Mm -hmm. up, it just became like an enter, like a walkable billboard, you know, like a, like a shoppable billboard uh, for a lot of those places where it's just like all of a sudden, once you run those things, which, yeah, I mean, I gotta say for me, I think that the farther we sort of get into the like, the how stuff works rabbit hole which is kind of like what the internet always ends up breeding right like it's like something happens and then you discover how it works like that's the natural life cycle of any phenomenon um it does feel that like being able to to be ingenuous or like to be to be um earnest is the wrong word but like to not set off people's bullshit meters is a really important thing because like, I think the GQ J crew editorial is like a really good example. Like I imagine there's some, you know, I have zero confirmation on this, but I imagine there's some, some financial synergy happening there in some capacity. Right. Like I imagine that's like essentially an ad inside, but like, that's how, I mean, that's how these things like work a lot of times, but I, again, zero information on it, please. But like, but ultimately, even though that that's like in my in the back of my mind when I'm consuming it, I still find it. And it's not just cause like our friend Gerald Ortiz is in it. I do find it interesting to see. And I guess for me, a few other people I know, but I find it interesting to see the clothes on the people, or at least like the arch type of person who would be wearing the clothes. And I think, I think the days I will say, I do think the days of like for anything, but high fashion, the days of, the like CW looking models are probably somewhat, you know, like at least in that capacity, they seem like that sort of ending. And it also seems like the, like, that's just, that's not like, even if you stick them in slice of life situations for a catalog, you know, you put them in a boathouse, it's like, who cares kind of deal. Like we would rather just see the guy who works in the boathouse wear the clothes I think is sort of where we're out. Right. Like, and, Uh and by the way, J crew does, bringing it back they do a great job of this before brendan babenzian took over i thought 
they did like a really good job of being like, this is a, you know, dude who works in ad in New York, who's a creative director. And here's like five outfits he wore during his week. And they would run those posts like quite a bit. Like, I don't think they ran them nearly enough because they're beyond cheap to produce. Like if I was consulting mm-hmm. the brand, like that's free. Um, just run more of them. There's like literally zero, there's zero risk, right? It's just like, if they don't perform, they don't perform. Just vet the person and make sure they're not a total like monster. But um, I do think that, that the cosign from the real person is really is the way like, I think it's like, how would you wear this? How would you style it? Which is like not great news for stylists probably going forward. Although they definitely still have a role. But I think that like, I think also with those models, it's easy to see when the clothes are wearing them. It's like, I bet you wear a fucking scooped hem tee and tight jeans when you get off this set. Right. Like it's like pretty easy mm-hmm, to spot mm-hmm. that with someone. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, not to sort of be a broken record, but I'm I'm returning to my gripes about the way influencer marketing works, and I think that the reason a lot of fashion brands are weird about it is I think you have to have that real the that real genuine feeling, and it, it it's it kind of happens in this um. It, 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 you have to be really like, this is the product and this is how I like to wear it. And it's sort of like didactic. I mean, it can also be very like aesthetic and vibey if you want to make something like that. But a lot of time it is very like expository and explaining something. And um, I think that a lot of brands have kind of a chip on their shoulder about that. Like they do really want to maintain this mystique and allure. And I think that that kind of like, like, like there are, for all the people that are like us in fashion who like to talk about what they're wearing, why they like it, what's up. There are lots of people who, when you ask like, what is that? I like that thing you're wearing. They're like weird about it and they won't divulge exactly what they're wearing. And I think those are kind of like the warring sides of this industry and this like world. The gatekeepers versus the associates. No, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah. I think like there's also this like weird shorthand, right? Where it's like, how do you make, people feel they'll look as good as they possibly can in the clothes. Like, I think, Mm -hmm. I think we are naturally drawn toward things we think we look good in or we'll, or we think we will look good in, you know, like obviously like usually like, like, uh, if you're in shape, you're probably gravitating towards some looser knits this summer, you know, cause those are like, Mm -hmm. those are being produced and you're like, ah, like, it's like, I wonder why I'm into that. It's like, well, probably because you feel like being a little slutty and I like that. Let's do it. Let's do it guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know I mean? And I think, but I think like ultimately fellas, let's be slutty. I mean, I've been saying it for years. Let's do it. Just dress sluttier. It's, it's silly to like, always go back to like, you know, like you just want to look good in the clothes, but like, and, and, but I think that now that we have so many examples of people like regular people looking good in the clothes, it's demystified the fact that like the models look the best in the clothes in a lot of ways too. And I think it's also maybe like done some like weird, like backtracking work in the sense where it's like, now that I've just seen like Mark Boudelier, you're the guy you were referencing earlier, wear a lot of the stuff. Like when I see a model in our legacy, like flared ass pants, I'm like, that dude looks worse than Mark Boudelier looks in those things, right? Like it's like it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he doesn't know how to wear them, even though like it might even be his style. Like it might be like perfectly tailored for that person. It's like still like I've got examples elsewhere of people looking better 
in a lot of these things. And it's like, you know, and it's, and those folks, by the way, there was one more analogy before we let everyone go. You know, it's like, there's this great interview that Steph Curry did a while back, the basketball player. And the interviewer was like bringing up a specific play where he made, he did like this, like what's called, like, this is what it's called. I'm not trying to do anything weird. He did a midget dribble and ended up like, hitting this like weird little shot. Right. And like, he asked him specifically, he's like, you made this move under the basket, this, that, and the other. And like Steph Curry just like kind of blinked at him three times. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, it's this game. He's like, no, I remember the game and I remember the shot, but I was like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just sort of like fucking working. And it's like, I think with people who are really good at this stuff, trying to identify like process as a crutch in a weird way, like you're basically retconning it. Like even you, Right. Like you're retconning why it works when you do your videos. You're trying to explain mm-hmm. why it works to someone. But like you knew the moment you saw it on eBay, it was going to fucking work. Right. Like there yeah, wasn't like this true. like whole process being like, well, first I tried it out with all. It's like, no, like you knew and then you're retconning it for everyone else. And so it's like it's sort of like that whole thing is kind of a crutch in a lot of ways, like for the sale, for like people who might not be considering it all that often or like, you know, like might not just be like naturally adept at finding those things. And so it's like. Yeah, you know, it's like if you got it, you got it. Like if you're fast, you don't need to speed train. If you're like, you know, if you got good style, like you're going to be able to find a way to wear the clothes. And so like that's why I think a lot of ways like showing folks how the people who know how to wear them already instead of like something that's painfully styled is ultimately going to be more effective, especially with all the examples. Well, folks, you heard it here. Um check out the J Crew catalog uh let us know in the discord oh reed has anything happened in the discord recently that i need to know about albert's not allowed in the discord can you guys let him back in i've i've been banned yeah i feel uh, like this okay. i feel like this is a this is a daniel <laughs> issue the mod uh somebody get me back in the discord um, no no nothing in the discord but but for for anyone out there leave any questions anything you want to talk about um we'll definitely shout you out and get to it when we can yeah and uh if you're this is going to be uh um, available to everyone so if if you're listening for the first time we there's something called heddles plus you can join it and you get a lot of amazing benefits as and one of those is being in the discord where you have a line to us um also uh well just me right now because albert is not in there if you got any comments questions or concerns and you're not in that discord email us at blowout at heddles.com good night